Dig. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Welcome to HR After Hours podcast, the only HR podcast to get kicked out of a new edition concert for stage dive. <laughs> Hannah Hampton, H Square. What's the hap, sister? Oh, my goodness. You and your intros. Are, I love them. They're great. <laughs> Never seen, I've never seen New Edition in concert, but I did. This is a true story. I took Mrs. Danzig when we first moved to Southern California to see Boys to Men because they were opening for the band O-Town, which was part of a reality show at the time that my wife watched. To top it all off, it was at a minor league baseball stadium. So there you go. Your wife is a big fan of the uh, of the reality show and has been for a while. It sounds like my wife loves bad TV. Not my jam, but you know what? Everyone's got their thing, and I'm going to let her do her. (laughs) You know the way I look at it, and she watches it. Kind of runs in the background. She's doing admin work at her desk. I used to watch TV when I worked way back in the day when I first worked from home, and I can't do it anymore. It works I don't even have a TV in my office. I won't. That's not a bad idea. I did move a turntable in here, so I now have oh, vinyl yeah. in my office. So I, I always say, bring things you enjoy that aren't going to be distracting to work or do things before work or include mm-hmm. them in your breaks. So if bad reality TV gets her through the day, more power to her. She found her there zen. Uh, we have a couple of quick shout outs. And I know yeah. you have. So I want to give the first one, let you give the uh, individual one. But I want to give a special shout out to our international audience. You know, we really appreciate all of our listeners and we love to check who's downloading where. And in the last week, we have had more downloads in Mongolia. Weird. So whoever's listening to us in Mongolia, keep sharing us with your friends. We appreciate it. We we love our listeners. And Uh, I got weird in a very positive way. It's just shocking because we don't have any personal connections. To anyone in Mongolia. So I love it. It's like, it's, I like weird. I'm a weird person myself. So thank you. That's so cool. <laughs> that is awesome. We love it. I would love to have to make a tour stop in Mongolia. You know, I'd love to be that, that, that thing that, well, we're not doing so great here in the States, but we have a huge following in Mongolia. That would That's be, awesome. that would be a highlight of my life. So anyway, yeah. but you also have a very special shout out. I do. Mine is actually for a specific listener. So I have to keep, well, I don't have to, but I, I didn't get permission. So I'm going to keep the personal details very um, private. But we have a regular listener, Anastasia Beaverhausen, who has recently gotten a really new, awesome job. And it's it's super cool. And we're so excited for them. And they're they're a regular listener. Download our our podcast whenever we have new ones and listens right away. Give some feedback directly to me. So I just want to tell you, Anastasia, congratulations on your new role. It's really exciting. It's it's a it's a C level role in an organization. So it's uh it's it's up there and it's awesome. And we're so proud and excited for you. And and wish you nothing but the best of luck. That's awesome. And I if, don't think I'm getting my listeners mixed up. If I recall, Anastasia actually gave us some great feedback early, mm-hmm. early days of the podcast. I yes. think it was a couple episodes that aren't even available any longer. The one thing that they did not enjoy about the podcast in its early form was they felt like sometimes I did a little bit of mansplaining <laughs> to you. And 
we laugh about it now as, as your reaction, but I actually really took that criticism Good. into account because that was never my intent. And I became hyper aware of it to not be a mansplainer because that's something I cannot stand. So congratulations, Anastasia. And thank you for listening and, and you. the feedback. We love feedback. Send us email. Mm -hmm. You know, let us know what you'd like to see on the show that we're not doing, what you do like, et cetera. We, you know, we've got all this. We started with just this positivity and a little few giggles. And now I've got something that's kind of was a bummer to me that I want to share. Mm -hmm. There is a three-part docu-series on Netflix called Trainwreck Woodstock 99. I and have not watched it yet, but it's on my list. So I started watching it the other night late. And it was so, there was so much to it that mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't turn it off. And I stayed up late and binged all three episodes back to back. <laughs> I try to binge watch and I'm not very good at binge watching. So the fact that it was three episodes, I was able to conquer it. It's, it's very well done. It's got great interviews with the staff. And to see like they show the staff back in 99 versus mm -hmm. I believe most of the filming was done last year, 2021. So you could not only get to see the then and now of all the, the players and some of the concert goers or festival goers and and the bands and everything. But what I just couldn't shake. And that mean to me, that means they did. They presented this the right way that I couldn't shake it. It was really rattled me. It, is witnessing and hearing about the objectification and severe harassment of women at this event. I, I remember catching a new, a couple blurbs and, I, you know, but to me, the fact that it, it even, it, there's so many layers to it, right? It wasn't isolated. It wasn't like a couple of guys and then some guys jumped in says, and go, hey, that's not cool. Back off, you, you know, leave her alone fact that this was looked at as just you know it happens that is unacceptable and it has made me even more hyper aware and hyper vigilant how important it is that we treat everyone and each other with respect no one deserves to be harassed or not to be able to just go somewhere and enjoy themselves without inappropriate and lewd remarks i guess the only reason i'm bringing it up is i love our ongoing theme of bringing the human back into human resources. Mm -hmm. I really think about, I'm going to think about this probably the rest of my life, but especially when I hear someone complain about the quote unquote woke culture and how they're too sensitive. If anything has really validated mm -hmm. the necessity and the current existence of, you know, these actions that are considered part of the quote unquote woke culture, this documentary, whether that was its intent or not, definitely shows that Gen X, we did our best. I'm part of Gen X. We did our best to make, you know, move things forward. But there was so much that we didn't even know or weren't aware of. You know, but, as somebody who, who, you know, also Gen X, but on the tail end, the 90s were a pretty misogynistic time. <laughs> as, a, as a woman who was... Uh, you know, um, I'd say teens to twenties uh, in my in the nineties. It definitely um, people. I don't want to say people got away with things, but I feel like it was definitely. I don't want to say more accepted, but I feel like the misogyny was strong in the nineties. Yeah, and the more you go back and you watch more recently made 
documentaries or, or television shows about the history of things like the music industry and mm-hmm. Hollywood. People are, are allowed to talk about it now, I guess, without any you know negative ramifications to their careers. And a, a great case of that was recently with Joan Jett, Ted Nugent making some comments about, you know, a girl rocker. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I've seen Joan Jett in concert. My dad loves Joan Jett and loves the Runaways. Joan Jett kicks ass, play a mean guitar, and, you know, Ted Nugent can go fuck himself. So <laughs> I think in this case, Ted Nugent kind of represents that machismo, chest-pounding, white, angry male. Mm. So, again, go fuck yourselves if that's the way you still act. But I'm I'm really glad that we've seen a decline in this type of behavior. But to have any... Or at least calling like people out on it or, yes. or letting people know that it's not acceptable. I mean, so I'm the type of person, I will say... Uh, there are some favorite movies of mine in the 80s and 90s, and a lot of people like to talk about how stuff like that won't fly today, which I totally agree. Like, people would be up in arms, like, Revenge of the Nerds is one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and and similarly, like, American Pie, and that was, in, that was a 90s movie. And, you know, you think about the exchange student being videoed um, without her consent, and, you know, it was turned into a... a, a a, you know, a comedy scene, but I feel like looking back at it today, it's, uh, you know, I feel like it's, it's, it's probably horrifying, especially to younger generations who have grown up knowing that, hey, that's not, you know, lack of consent is not okay. It's uh, um, definitely interesting to look, to look back on it and think, okay, how, how we have grown as a society. What's amazing about what you just said is knowing that you haven't seen the docu-series, I believe very early in the first episode, they kind of talk about American Pie. Oh, really? How it, yeah, how it kind of represents the, the that 90s. Because, you know, you mentioned the being unwillingly, unknowingly videotaped. And back in the 80s, we had the Porky's movies, which mm-hmm. they were sneaking in and looking in the Batwomen's showers. And yeah, that was considered funny. So speaking of unacceptable behavior, <laughs> and we find it everywhere in our music, yes. in our shows, in our workplace, even in companies whose products some of us use daily. Regular, yeah, day, hourly, minutely. No. So this is a, a business insider, uh, and there is an article that was posted this week uh, by an author, Katie Canales. I guess. Uh, But anyways, I apologize if I got your name wrong, Katie. Apple vows to make changes after report details how 15 female employees faced an apathetic HR following sexual harassment allegations. Now, Business Insider starts their articles with like with uh, with bullet points of like the most important pieces. So I'm going to go over the the bullet points. But 15 current and former Apple female employees say the company dismissed claims of misconduct. The FT reports the HR unit retaliated against some of them after speaking up about the incidents, like, yikes, yikes was what I added. And the third bullet point, Apple acknowledges its missteps, telling the outlet that it intends to make changes. Basically, women reported uh, sexual harassment or, you know, sexual, which inappropriate conduct, saying that, um, you know, the HR team either, uh, one of the things that said in the article, catered to the wishes of the managers instead of taking the women's claims seriously. 
basically HR not not doing their job. So to me, I feel like that this, this is an important conversation. Uh, and, and looking at your HR department, no matter the size of it, if it's an HR department of one or if you have 50 people in there, your HR department is only as good as the people doing the work. So um, I want to talk about this. Apple, we love Apple products. People, Apple's beloved out there. Maybe some people don't like them. This just goes to show you that you're not immune from HR issues. But also, you're not immune from uh, an HR department that is either struggling or not doing well or or who knows. But, uh, you know, Mick, what are, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm a Samsung guy. This definitely helps that case. <laughs> uh, no, all joking aside, there's never too small of a claim mm. to be investigated. Right. But these were pretty intense Rather than getting into details of, of what was accused, I think it's really important to take a step back and, and think about well, what what could have gone wrong. And I, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong. Number one, um, you know, I I feel like sometimes I think sometimes HR gets a bad rap, and people think well anybody can do HR. So if you are somebody who's never done HR before, I I worked in the retail world where sometimes they would just promote people into positions. And if you're not trained about how to perform a uh, investigation, if you're not familiar with laws about sexual harassment, uh, I feel like those are recipes for disaster. And of course, I'm just speculating. I'm not saying that this is what happened to Apple, but I want to break down exactly like what could have gone wrong. And, you know, I feel like that poor training for the HR department is one of them. The another one is I feel like team burnout. It's really easy for HR, if, you've, if you're on your like 15th investigation of the week and you just get apathetic about it because you're burnt out, you're not taking the appropriate time you know, for breaks, you're not asking for the right kind of help. And then, you know, overall, I'd say having having a little bit of oversight into the departments. Like, is your HR department working with your legal department? Do, do you feel like that they are working hand in hand? I had a, I've had jobs where I've had really great legal departments and legal teams that have provided amazing guidance on uh, active investigations and, you know, helping me to dig deeper, helping me answer questions, helping guide me to make sure that I'm doing things appropriately. So at the end of the day, when I close the investigation, what I've learned, I can feel confident that I've done the right thing. And I feel like well, you know, many of those things could have happened to Apple. I, I, you know, I can't, again, I, they're, they're a pretty private, private company when it comes to their culture, but I feel like there's so many things that could go wrong that would end up in HR failing the employees. You know, I love that you steered it this direction. And one of the things that I don't think we can emphasize enough, there are very valid reasons for having confidential investigations. Sure. No matter what company you work for or what industry you're in, ultimately there is some sort of self-preservation, circle the wagons type of mentality. You know, some of these could be devastating to the reputation of the company. You've got to make sure that you have the legal department to partner with. That is the ideal situation. Absolutely. I mean, you and I had that at a company that we worked at together. I, I always appreciated it. 
But then when I didn't have that same setup later in my career, I was like, wow. You miss it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just the difference, the, the, not only with the guidance, ability to get information. Definitely one of the best allies you can ever have as an HR manager. Can't have a confidential investigation where you're still talking to other people about it off the record. It's got to be confidential. That also can limit liability and protect the company as well. You want to make sure that the person that is involved in the accusation, that both the victim and the perpetrator are treated fairly. Rather than perpetrator, let's call them the accused. (laughs) Thank you. I couldn't find the right term. I've watched a lot of Law & Order again lately. So yes, so the the victim and the the accused, you're protecting both of them by having a confidential investigation. You're protecting yourself and the integrity of the investigation when you make it confidential. I mean, really getting true facts. The second information about it is shared with others, you're really limiting your potential success in the investigation. So where do we go next? So I, I would say this is it's just a good reminder. You know, I know we talked about burnout a lot, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll start with that one first, but take a step back. I, I remember back in my um, days of employee relations, I always, I could tell when my body, it was like a bot, my body would sense like, hey, no more call, no more calls for no, no more hotline calls for the day. You can pick it up tomorrow. Cause I knew once I got to that point that I was going to be maybe a little testy or a little short. So really listen to your body. And, and because ultimately, you know, you never know what the other person is going through. And if you feel like you can't handle a call to the best of your capabilities, end it for the day focus on admin or something else, get some other work done and start back up the next day. So, you know, manage and be mindful of your burnout. Number two is is proper training. If you feel that you don't handle um, complaints as best to your ability, Get, get do some training, reach out to your manager and find out like what is available to you. Maybe it's a conversation, maybe it's a training module. There's so many HR trainings out there or talk to your company's attorney uh, if you've got an in-house counsel. Get the proper training you need so you're doing things the right way. Because again, I feel like that this is all, a lot of this is in HR hand, HR's hands. And we have this reputation uh, because people have earned it by doing bad things. And a lot of times, like I see it on the internet where they're like, don't trust HR, don't trust HR. And it breaks my heart because I want people to be able to trust HR because you should be doing the right things for employees and for the company. A lot of times people think, oh, it's HR is just protecting the company. But I think it should be protecting the ethics and and making sure that people on both sides of, you know, both sides of the coin are doing the right things. Those are some of the things that I think are important. And then, you know, lastly, this one's a little bit harder in, you know, in the complaint, it talked about how HR just kind of listened or pandered to managers Sometimes you got to strengthen your backbone. You have to be able to push back to managers. You have to be able to push back and be like, I I need to get to the bottom of this. I need to find out what happened and we need to do the right thing. Uh, we, you've seen it where, you know, we talk about how different it was in the 80s and the 90s. 
And if you have a manager who still has the mindset of like treating people like shit is okay. Cause well, I was treated like shit and I'm still here. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not okay. So you have to be able to stand up to leadership, to managers, to stand up for doing the right things. And that one, I feel like sometimes can be the hardest for people. Other people don't struggle with it at all, but others might, uh, especially if you've been a passive HR manager for so long where you just let the manager do your thing, take a step back, do what's right and and grow that backbone or strengthen that backbone. Absolutely. And and that's kind of how this whole podcast got started. Hannah and I, at one point in our, our lives, had these long commutes and drove a lot. And mm-hmm. so we would just vent to each other. But also we were asking a little bit of advice. You know, we're kind of like, this is how I see it. Am I looking at the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. Or what resources can I use to get more information about this? I mean, I don't think an HR leader ever stops learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're involved in things like payroll and all this, there's always new stuff. Oh but goodness, yeah. but I, I think that it comes to, do I have a well-packed toolbox? And mm-hmm. you've got to know where your deficiencies are in your toolbox so you can get guidance or sources or more training. There's, there's so much to covers such a broad net of things and we're reeling in all this information, we can't be subject subject matter experts on everything that human resources entails. Mm -hmm. There's just too many different avenues. So we've always got to have the mentality that there's more to learn, there's tools to utilize, that sometimes we have to admit when something's not our expertise, you know, find out how to make up for that deficiency to do the right thing. Absolutely. So what else do you want to share about Apple after looking at this? Even some of the largest companies who you think could assemble the best teams don't always get it right. I've never heard anything about their culture being terrible. I mean, this is a a company that has limitless sources and income and they didn't get it right. I think it's just an important reminder to to look in the mirror and to make sure that your team is, is, you know, doing the right things. It's really easy to be like, hey, you know, just the, the status quo, you know, just doing your job not really thinking about it too much, but I feel like it's a really great reminder of doing assessments and regularly checking in and making sure are we doing, are we continuing to do the right things? Uh, does anybody have any questions or concerns or whatnot? Like just check in with people. I feel like that's the easiest thing. If you just let people be on autopilot and just drive without checking in, that's when you're most likely to encounter uh, issues. So check in, talk to people, get people training when they need it, find out if somebody's burnt out, help them take their time off. All of this is related. I really feel like it's, there's so many, like the root causes of so many things are so similar. Continue, continue to put the human back into the human resources. It should be automatic that you go to HR. But if you work for a company where the culture isn't constantly promoting the successes and the positivity of HR and how they're here for you, then it's your job to make it happen. Yeah. And, you know, and you might have to do some work. Let's get real. You might have to do some work to fix your your reputation as an HR department. Wish I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody talk about they either hated their HR department or thought they were not, you know, not good at their jobs. And it's really unfortunate because it can like it, it just takes one person 
to ruin the reputation of, the, of a department. And HR, I feel like HR struggles with that all the time. So make sure that you're always working towards that, that you're always doing things above board, as, as they say, you know, uh, even if no one's looking, do the right things, uh, be ethical, uh, have integrity, and and just do your best. You know what I just thought of, and I mm-hmm. don't know where this came from. Here is my analogy. The HR department should be the Jiminy Cricket um, <laughs> of your company. It should be there on your shoulder when you need positive guidance, there to help you figure out the obstacles. Ultimately, we should all be Jiminy Crickets. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I haven't thought about Jiminy Cricket in a very long time. <laughs> and if you are a Jiminy Cricket, then you can put the human back in human resources. Hannah Hampton, always a pleasure. <laughs>